Sport on RTE Radio 1. It feels like there's an awful lot more soccer games on. It's FA Cup matches, Damien O'Mara, not replays in the middle of the week. This yeah, is World Cup related. Exactly, because we lost, well, that we, the English FA lost match days during December when you traditionally would have had at least one weekend of English FA Cup. And then the rescheduling of the Premier League games probably robbed them of what would have been a game weekend early in January. So you now have the glory of English fifth round ties midweek. On a Tuesday, under lights. Yeah. Seems to be fairly good crowds. Yeah, I, I listened to um, I listened to the game between Bristol, uh, Bristol City, and Manchester City on the radio last night, and it sounded phenomenal. And the crowds from little bits of clips I've seen this morning all look very healthy. So, so not unlike what we were discussing here at the weekend, people are dying to go back to live sport. Really, yeah. Football always sport always looks better under lights. Absolutely, I think. Anyway, and under lights, another big goal for the Republic of Ireland international Evan Ferguson last night. The 18-year-old scored the only goal of the game in Brighton's 1-0 win away to Stoke in one of those English fifth-round ties, uh, securing their passage to the quarter-finals. It continues a really rich run of form uh, for what is his breakthrough season, really. Five goals and three assists and seven starts for Brighton this year. Uh, last night's goal, his sixth goal in all competitions this season. Uh, elsewhere last night, Phil Foden scored twice as Manchester City beat Bristol City 3-0 in that game at Ashton Gate. Fulham beat Leeds 2-0 to knock them out while the surprise of the night saw Blackburn currently fourth in the Championship beat Premier League side Leicester City 2-1 at the King Power Stadium. There's four further FA Cup ties tonight. Fresh from winning the Carabao Cup on Sunday, Manchester United host West Ham in the only All-Premier League tie. The Championship leaders Burnley host Fleetwood Town. Sheffield United are at home to Spurs. The Spurs assistant manager Christian Stellini will once again take charge. Antonio Conte continues to recuperate in Italy following surgery to have his gallbladder removed. Southampton face Grimsby Town. There's also two matches in the English Premier League and big games for both Merseyside clubs. Everton currently in 18th travel to the leaders Arsenal. Everton have only scored 17 goals in 24 games this season. It's the lowest of all the teams in the division and a key area of focus for their manager Sean Dyche. The team mentality has to be that we're all allowed to score. You know, it's not just one player. Because I asked that of them defensively to keep clean sheets, and it starts from the front with the, the front players working hard for the team. So therefore, it's only fair to ask it the other way around. You know, the, the players have got to take responsibility as a group, um, as we all do, in, in making enough chances and taking chances. And I thought, I think it's fair to say we've been more productive in that that area. The other thing that I've said to the players, I said, don't forget for all the, the noise you're not scoring, well, it only increases your chances statistically off scoring. Well, because, you know, it doesn't go on forever. You look at any team, they, they, they have spells when they score goals, and if it's dried up for a while, then it, every game that goes by, it increases the chances that you do start scoring. So, you know, I think that's an important factor to remember. Arsenal, two points clear of Manchester City on top tonight, is their game in hand. Liverpool, who still harbour ambitions of Champions League qualification, are at home to Wolves. Liverpool currently sixth in the table, nine points behind fourth-place Spurs, but they do have games in hand. At home, the chairman of Dundalk, Sean O'Connor, has confirmed that potential investment in the club by the owners of the English Championship Club, Hull City, will not proceed. Dundalk had been the subject of interest from investors in recent months. It was reported last week that the Turkish owner of Hull was on the verge of buying a majority stake at Oriel Park. O'Connor, who's the co-founder of the technology company Statsport, addressed any potential investment in an interview with the club's YouTube channel. 
these conversations are a part of the course. These happen. People will come. We'll talk with people, and most cases they they won't go further. In some cases, we'll have conversations that that we'll explore to see what is best for the North Football Club. It, it takes on a different dimension when you bring in an actual a club and a name, and it and it becomes uh, people can see something that's real or to see a club and the likes of. Uh, this idea about being a feeder club and things mm-hmm. like that, which which was never going to be the case. A, a multi-club model now, which is quite common around in world football, every club within that multi-club model has to be able to stand on its own two feet. It has to be able to have the potential to be as successful and have its own identity. Um, it doesn't work if one is a feeder club for the other. And, I, and that was never going to be the case. Uh, it never would be the case. We would never go into an agreement or relationship with somebody that not become subservient to a, a bigger club. This club has to have its own identity, has to have its own pathway, and has to have its own plan and be successful in its own right. And being part of any club uh, or any structure that prevents that from happening will not be the right thing for the club and we won't go into it. As we've been hearing across the programme, plans for Katie Taylor's proposed homecoming fight against Amanda Serrano in Dublin on May 20th have been postponed. An unspecified injury to the Puerto Rican was yesterday cited as the reason. The statement from Taylor's promoter Matchroom Boxing said talks will take place to seek a revised date. The fight was to be the second between the boxers, with Taylor winning a split decision in what was the first women's fight to headline Madison Square Garden in April of last year. It's unclear yet if an alternate opponent will be sought for the fight in Dublin in May. None of Taylor's 22 professional fights to date have taken place in the country. Olivia Mahaffey is on course for her opening round at the Joburg Open on the Ladies European Tour. She's currently one over par after 10 holes. The early lead there is at four under. In rugby, the All Blacks head coach Ian Foster has confirmed overnight that he will not be applying to extend his role with the country beyond this year's Rugby World Cup. The chair of New Zealand's Rugby Union Dame Patsy Reddy confirmed in response to a question during a press briefing yesterday that the union would be making a decision on their coaching ticket for 2024 in the next four to six weeks. Foster would in the past couple of hours has heavily criticised the NZRU for making news of that public and for not leaving the process until after the World Cup. The Crusaders coach Scott Robertson is considered the favourite to take on the role. Jamie Joseph and a certain Joe Smith also been named in the New Zealand media overnight. The Irish head coach Greg McWilliams has included eight uncapped players in a 32-strong squad named for the upcoming TikTok Women's Six Nations. Bavan Parsons, Amy Lee Murphy-Crow, Eve Higgins, Stacey Flood and Lucy Mulhall are not included due to their sevens commitments. The fixtures for next year's men's championship were also released yesterday. Ireland will start their campaign away to France on Friday, February 2nd. Crucially, the venue for that game is yet to be confirmed. The Stade de France is unavailable due to its use as a venue for next year's Summer Olympic Games. And tributes have been paid to the former Ireland international and team manager Brian O'Brien, who has passed away at the age of 83, a fantastic servant to Irish and Munster rugby. He was the first man from Shannon Rugby Club to be capped internationally for Ireland and played a very significant role as a player, coach and administrator in the sport. Ayeshtay Gareva Anna.